Hello, and welcome to the North Boroughs Beat, the podcast that features the people, businesses, and events of Pittsburgh's North Boroughs. My name is Judy Pastor, and I am your host. Today, we continue our series of North Boroughs Churches, Past and Present. First off, I have an update on the Orchard Avenue United Presbyterian Church, which featured the which was featured in the Avalon History episode. Rich Nobles emailed me to let me know that the building on Orchard Avenue housed the Allegheny Evangelical Church from 1990 to 1999. Rich Noble was its second and final pastor. Allegheny Evangelical was an offshoot of the North Hills Alliance Church, which is now called Life Point Church in Franklin Park. In 1999, the building was sold to Doorway Ministries of Avalon, who own, continue to own it today. At some point, we will try to talk with the folks from Doorway to hear about their programs and what their plans are for the future. So, we are moving on to Ben Avon and Emsworth churches. Today, we will cover Ben Avon United Methodist Church. Sacred Heart Catholic Church, St. James Lutheran, and the three Presbyterian churches, Woodlawn Avenue, Ben Avon, and Emsworth will be in the final episodes. I couldn't find very much online about the history of the Ben Avon United Methodist Church. The building still exists on Brading Avenue, just south of Church Avenue. The original structure was built in 1914 and was designed by Swickley native Thomas Wolfe. The stones used on the exterior were, and are, Beaver County sandstone. Was Ben Avon United Methodist Church an offshoot of the Greenstone Methodist Church in Avalon? I'm not sure. I'm hoping somebody will let me know. As the congregation grew over the years, additions were made to the original structure. The sanctuary could hold 300 people. Ben Avon United Methodist Church had many ministers over the years. The longest serving was the Reverend George Crooks. Many Girl Scout and Boy Scout troops used the church's excellent facilities in the 60s and 70s. Sometime in the late 80s, the church closed and the building was put up for sale. In 1992, a family from Wexford, Pennsylvania, the Lawrences, who had a penchant for unique properties, bought the building from the, the Methodist Conference. They began the remarkable renovation of the church into a residence. In 2006, the Lawrences retired, moved to Utah, and sold their home to a young couple from California, Jacob and Rissa Whittle. The Whittles continue to live in the home today. Yesterday, I had the pleasure of talking with Jacob Whittle about his home, the former Ben Avon United Methodist Church. I am here today with Jacob Whittle at Anchor and Anvil. He and his family are the current residents of what was then the Ben Avon United Methodist Church. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Please introduce yourself and tell us how you came to come to Ben Avon. So, yes, I'm Jacob Whittle, and my wife, Risa, and I moved here in November of 2006, and that was a, uh, an interesting time in the housing market when we lived in California, in Oakland, oh. in the Bay Area, oh, and okay. housing prices were going crazy, and mm-hmm. we had we'd wanted to move to the East Coast somewhere. Um, we had friends in D.C., New York, areas like that. Um, I've got family in Northern Virginia, and what the housing market was doing in places like the Bay Area and in Arlington and Northern Virginia were 
ridiculous. And mm -hmm. so we didn't really think that was feasible necessarily. Mm -hmm. And then lo and behold, there was a church on the market that was kind of quietly on the market because my Aunt Mary, who's a local resident, um, told us in a family email, hey, my, my friends are retiring and they're, they're kind of you know, quietly putting this out there. They've got a website about this house that they made out of a church. It's crazy. Come check it out. No, not <laughs> literally. She didn't mean that, but we did. We physically came out once we saw the pictures. Uh -huh. And um, that was in summer. We came out to visit once. And my aunt had lived here uh, briefly in, well, maybe not briefly, but we had um, come out for Thanksgivings in the early 90s when she lived here. Then she moved down to Charlotte mm -hmm. and retired to Pittsburgh. So mm -hmm. I had actually been in the neighborhood, didn't know, of course, in 1990 or 92, at the times that I was here, that right around the corner from where she lived, there was a church that I would live in 15 mm -hmm. years later or whatever. But that's the, the short version, I guess, of the, the weird journey that brought us here. Oh, wow. Well, I, I know your aunt, Mary Whittle, who was very active in the community. And uh, it's, I believe that her friends were the Lawrences, mm -hmm, and correct. they had moved here from Utah, if I... Yeah, he was... Um, so he did business development for U.S. Steel, and then they retired out to Utah. Um, so we got to meet them, got to know them a bit, um, and um, we got the tour of the house in, like I said, again, in, in summer when, when they... Uh, showed us a fully furnished house with their furnishings in it, so we were mm -hmm. kind of using our imaginations on, on what we would do. Um, but their renovations that they walked us through, they explained that they lived in the basement while they were having the upstairs finished. Oh, so, okay. Um, putting in a full bath uh, downstairs because upstairs was being all torn down. So we got to see some really interesting pictures of, you know, just a pile of of old, you know, um, you know, just like pews and stuff that was like, okay, this is just you know a bunch of stuff in the middle of the floor that used to be a church. Um, but pretty much any of the the plumbing that was needed for a kitchen or a bathroom had to be added because it was just you know that was just part of the the general congregation uh -huh. space. So um, we also got um, there were plenty of drawings that were left behind that we saw at the time too that also explained from its beginnings in 1914 how the church had been really compartmentalized into a lot of small classrooms that uh -huh. then in the 50s of you know baby boomer had to be expanded into this larger um, larger congregation space and so a, a new stairwell added a stairwell taken out all these things which had already been done uh, which we could kind of see traces of oh there's cinder block instead of you know masonry on, on this corner or uh -huh. If you open this door, you can see where a stairwell used to be, just from a faint line on the <laughs> on the wall on the mm -hmm. plaster. So, it was a really interesting tour. And as predicted, we did get lost. They say that pretty much happens to everybody, and <laughs> we have been able to repeat that that same process with our friends too. Like bring them downstairs to the basement, and then just turn a corner, and then they assume that they'll be lost. So, oh. we have that experience too. And I believe that the Lawrences bought the uh, the house church from the Methodists uh, in. I think in 1990, 1992. Yeah, I, I'm thinking, I always tend to quote, right, 93 for the renovations. Okay. But yeah, as far as like when, when work was actually done versus when they bought it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and we did have, um, you know, some other materials that we uh, we then saw later on the, like the centennial of the congregation, which would have been in the late 80s. But of course, by then it had folded mm -hmm. in the early 90s mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. the congregations were contracting and such. Yes. So can you give us kind of an overview of the renovation? Um, like, where do, you, where do you live? Where's the living space <laughs> now? When people ask about like, what it's like, I say, well, it's, it's big rooms, but not a lot of rooms. So there's um, a living room when you first walk in, 
would, we don't use too much, but there's couches and space to sit there. Um, we, what we call the great room, which was the main congregation space, to us is basically like what most people's living room, which just uh-huh. happens to have much taller ceilings. Uh-huh. And we do most of our hanging out there. The, the master bedroom, master bath is all upstairs from there. Uh-huh. And typically, you think of like the balcony um, seating for a church is now where our our master bedroom and okay. bathroom is. Okay. Was, was it the choir loft? Did I, was, I read I, somewhere? I say, I call it the choir loft, so that might have been repeated, but it, it seems like that was really just mm-hmm. a you know, balcony seating space. Okay. So. They didn't leave the organ, did they? Yes, they did. They so did? They did, oh, but it's, wow. it's a, um, with the caveat being that it seems like it's from the 50s um, renovation, so it's the there aren't a bunch of big brass pipes. There's uh-huh. hidden uh, pipes up in the in one of the arch spaces and an electronic keyboard. Uh-huh. Um, wow. The story about the keyboard that I can relate is that when we had a, uh, was it a Christmas party or on the house tour? It would have been about the same time, around 2007. Uh-huh. Um, but we had a, um, a friend come in who played organ at his church. And so he came in, sat down, and started to turn things on, and there was this loud squeal. Just a constant loud squeal. We couldn't figure out what was going on. And then we realized that because we had so many people over, one of our cats had gotten afraid of everybody, had managed to find its way in. And since an electronic, um, there was just contacts that needed, it had pressed one down and left it there. And he was able to fix that pretty easily. (laughs) That's funny. Oh, wow. Oh, I think our cats would love to be in a church. There would be so many places to hide. Yes, it would be a lot are. of fun. Oh, gosh. So how about a kitchen? Where do you have your kitchen? So the kitchen um, that we use on a daily basis is all new from the renovation, all new, you know, 30-some years ago now, um, is basically off where in the main congregation space. Uh, mm-hmm. The kitchen was added and above that the master bathroom. So all the plumbing, okay. it mm-hmm. kind of flows plumbing and electrical is all new and kind of flows vertically that way but um, there is downstairs and I, I, uh-huh. if you want to get into because yeah. we do get a lot of comments about that that people remember about the house oh yeah. and you still have the stained glass windows we still do oh wow do yeah. they open or a lot of them do have louvers uh-huh. um, so and that was one of the things that um, a lot of what the Lawrence's did and, and Jim's very handy and crafty and a lot of the things that were done to try to make it a more livable house, putting in some plexi to uh, inserts to try to minimize draft and and, uh, temperature changes. Not all of them have survived, but um, one thing about them is that a lot of the windows do have a louvered opening, but then you need to take that plexi off to get to it. Okay. Wow. Well, I'm very familiar with the church because I grew up in Ben Avon and my Girl Scout troop met at the Methodist Church. So I remember the large room in the basement Mm -hmm. and what seemed to be this massive kitchen. And one thing I can remember is we had a father-daughter banquet and, you know, all the girls are making food. It was just utter chaos. So, uh, and it's still there. So, and so, do you ever use that kitchen? We we have on occasion. Um, now it it's boy, it's been a few years since we've had a, a larger family gathering. We've had relatives come down and, and cook down in the kitchen downstairs. <laughs> um, the the father daughter thing sounds fascinating because there are, there are ten burners on that stove uh-huh. down there and <laughs> and two uh, good sized ovens. So I can imagine how much. You know, pancake batter or whatever <laughs> all over the place oh it was a mess <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. 
And um, so if I remember correctly, the Lawrences used the space as a workshop mm -hmm. and uh, the large cross that hangs in the sanctuary of the community Presbyterian Church of Ben Avon was created by Mr. Lawrence, yes, from I, what I understand. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. And he was not a member of the community Presbyterian Church, but had many friends in the mm -hmm. community. So, uh, and he offered his woodworking services. So we have a little bit of the Methodist Church, you know, always with us over at the Presbyterian yeah. Church. Yeah, there's definitely some, some good woodworking that went on there. I could tell because in that space, there's a, uh, like a driveway basketball setup that you mm -hmm. put in, but the ceilings are high enough even in the basement that we left it in there and would you know, shoot some baskets every now and then. Mm -hmm. By the second time that I broke one of the lights, I decided <laughs> I'm going to get up on a ladder because they were just kind of chained up. And at the very least, I'll, I'll cinch these up a little bit. I'll take mm -hmm. some of the lead out because they're hanging down, you know, three or so feet from where they were. And as I'm doing that, I noticed there's an awful lot of sawdust uh -huh. on these lights, which are you know, 13 feet above the ground. Uh -huh. So yeah, I could tell there was a good amount of woodworking done. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so, so what's your favorite thing about living in a renovated church? Um, it's definitely a lot of unique, um, you know, just daily experiences that you, know, you won't have other places, like telling your daughter not to ride her bike in the living room and stuff like that. It's um, <laughs> It, 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 we, we try to appreciate just the, the scope of what we have as often as we can, definitely. Mm -hmm. And what is your least favorite thing about living in a renovated church? Besides daughters yeah. riding skates, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> skates and hoverboards and bicycles? Yes. Um, definitely the, the scope of it also comes with the challenges too. We had a, um, let's say this was, I think our second daughter wasn't born yet, so this would be about 10 years ago, and there was a patch and paint project in the basement. So mm -hmm. just over time, you know, needed to, um, get some walls uh, cleaned up and repainted. Um, we had an epoxy floor put in uh, because the, the old tile was just crumbling. And mm -hmm. it seems like when you're going to get a quote for that, you have an idea what you're going to expect. <laughs> and then when the numbers come back and the amount of time it's going to take, Surprise. oh yeah, this is a much bigger scope than, than you, you think it's going to be. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's definitely that, that side of it too. Wow, okay. So, uh, have any of the former members of the United Methodist Church of Ben Avon contacted you? And you probably get lots of drive-bys, you know, whenever people we are in do. town. We do, yeah. Every now and then it's nice to see people who are coming from out of town who drive by, and if I'm out in the front yard, I can kind of tell why they're <laughs> slowing down and, you know, wave and maybe uh, explain a little bit about how we came to live there. Mm -hmm. um, every Halloween, although the numbers have, have been decreasing, but um, it would typically be a... a you know, a parent who was standing back at the sidewalk who would, you know, come up and explain as their kid was getting their candy that they used to attend the church or uh -huh. they remember a, a function at the church with the scout troop or something. Uh -huh. So those are always nice too. Oh, that's great. Wow. Well, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, if anybody's in the market for a church, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we actually, um, it's funny that you're doing this about uh, churches because every time we would drive by, of course, there have been, a, you know, ever since we moved here, there would be churches that you would see in the neighborhoods that were, you know, closing or for sale. Uh -huh. And we go, that looks like a nice house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our, our kids will even say that now, too. Oh, that's They funny. don't have to clean all the time. So. <laughs> well, oh, well, this is great. Well, this is, as part of the history of Ben Avon churches, this is a very important um, part yep. of it. And I really want to thank you for being on well, the thanks podcast. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. And so thank you to Jacob Whittle and his family for you know renovating a 
wonderful part of Ben say, Avenue history. Uh, upkeeping. We, we can't be, claim responsibility for the renovation. So. Well, that's okay. For, up, for keeping it up and just making it a beautiful part of uh, Reading Avenue. Thank you. And uh, yeah, it's many good memories of that building, so I'm glad it's still there. Yeah, yeah, we're, we love it. Thanks again to Jacob Whittle for sharing his family's experience of living in a renovated church. Strangely enough, did you know that there is a Ben Avenue United Methodist Church in South Carolina? Apparently there is a suburb of Spartansburg that is called Ben Avenue. I, I thought we were the only ones, so who would have thought? Thanks to you, our listeners. Jacob Whittle, Mary Whittle, Gretchen McKay of the Post-Gazette, and the Avonworth Historical Society for providing input for this program. Also, thanks to Anchor and Anvil. Please feel free to con contact me at northboroughsbeat at gmail.com or on our Facebook page, Northboroughsbeat Podcast. Until next time, have a great day.